welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how are you, mate? Good. Nice sunny Easter Friday. Can't get much better, really. Not bad. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. I feel like... Uh, this week has everyone's spirits have been very very high this week, haven't they? Like not being funny with like just coming off the back of um, like Air Max uh, Air Max Day, Air Max Week, Air Max Month. Like obviously we're coming mm-hmm. up to like the long bank holiday weekend. Or obviously when you listen to this episode, you would be actually it would be bank holiday Monday, wouldn't it? It'd be Easter Monday by the time yeah. people listen to this. So you're still enjoying the bank holiday, but uh, yeah, the sun's come I d- out. I don't want to relive last week. I don't want to relive last week. I got. I have had many messages about the last episode <laughs> and me being overly pissed off at the fact I didn't get the bacon's. Um, but yeah, no, I am. I'm. I'm much happier, more mellowed out this week. Good. There was a little bit. I had a couple of messages after last week's episode as well, and they were like, "Are you okay?" Because like the the, the threat of violence last week when I showed you my pair of bacon's and you didn't have a pair. Like a lot of people I'm, were worried for my safety. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I've been. I've actually been kind of happy of not getting a pair of Bacons now, which sounds strange. The amount of quality control issues that I've seen on those shoes. I know we mentioned it, yeah. but Lorenzo, um, previous guest of the podcast, he's, his pair had two different types of leather on the toe box, like completely different oh, wow. leathers. Um, there's been some, somebody got a pair that was complete, that was worn, had stones in the bottom of the shoe. There was one person that got a pair Obviously, there's the pen marks that have been there, bleeding from the suede. Literally, I've it's arguably just as bad quality as the Atmos, the Elephant Dunks were. Well, I mean, I, I had a couple of bad. pen marks. I had a couple of pen marks, but I've been in love with mine all week. I literally, I ha- they haven't come off my my feet. They have actually. They they I hadn't I haven't worn them for the last couple of days, and there's a valid reason for that. Um, we do have a guest this week, and we're going to bring our guest on in just a second. But before we do, Scott, I have something that I want to. Um, kind of raise on the podcast based on a notification I had on Instagram this week because I can't not talk about it this week um Scott you tagged me in one of these like crep check things this morning saying like what what are you wearing today Mm -hmm. and I thought I'd just tell you what I'm wearing live on the podcast rather than reposting it on Instagram because I am wearing can't make me jealous boom These, um, for those of you, obviously, no one can see this other than Scott (laughs) and our guest who will be introduced in just a moment. But uh, I'm currently wearing a pair of Adidas ZX Times Lorenzo G Studio OG um, Rosewood. uh, My one of one samples from Lorenzo and Studio OG, um, obviously previous guest of the podcast. I, I couldn't not I couldn't not talk about They're it. I know amazing. I know that I know that when we have guests on, we don't normally do reviews, and I won't do a proper review. But they were just too nice for me not to show they, them off. They are, so they are a very yeah. In terms of ZX one thousands, they're easily. I mean, I say top two colorway, but the only colorway I can remotely put on that level is the OG. So yeah, no, I'm a big fan of them. Big. So fan. there's so there's my crep check for uh, the day, Scott. There we go. Thank I don't you know, for I, 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 There we go. You're welcome. I don't know if I can nominate anyone on the podcast, but maybe <laughs> just send in some pictures of what you're wearing when you're listening to this podcast or something. But before I start rambling on too much, Scott, I think it's time to uh, to bring in our guest. So um, our guest today, Scott, shares a name with a very famous character from SpongeBob, but no, it's not Mr. Krabs. Oh! 
Um, our guest is a blogger, inspirer, guest designer, and they have their very own hashtag. But I can't tell you the hashtag because it's going to give away our guest. Um, you know her as at skg.jpg on Instagram, the founder of at Herstory and Sneakers. We know her as uh, Sandy. Sandy, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for calling me an inspirer. That is probably the best introduction I've ever had. Well, I felt like I had to follow up with a, a character from SpongeBob with something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more punchy. I thought I couldn't yeah, end I mean, on that. I won't lie. Honestly, I've never heard it before, but it was fine. Your honestly, your intros are either like just stroke the ego so much or are so out there that it makes no sense to most people and I feel like you've just gone bang in the middle today I feel like I mean I was I was really chuckling to myself when I was like sat there last night thinking how am I going to introduce Sandy I was like as soon as I hear Sandy I instantly think of like the squirrel from Spongebob so I was like, I'm so sorry Sandy like that was straight away that had to be in the intro but before I turn this into the doubled up spongebob squarepants podcast <laughs> um thank you very much for joining us sandy it's been something that we've obviously we've been speaking over the last x amount of weeks to, to try mm -hmm. and get you on the podcast so really really appreciate you uh joining us um we like to jump straight into the questions with our guests and we always start with one kind of nice easy question to to kind of ease you into it um tell us a little bit about yourself sandy so what got you into sneakers uh, your kind of sneaker history things like that um, ironically, you say this is an easy question. It's actually probably the <laughs> hardest question I have to answer. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so I kind of, I've always been interested in trainers, sneakers, crepes, um, whatever people choose to call them since kind of I was younger because I grew up with like a, an older brother and I grew up with like 90s hip hop and rap and stuff. So even just watching the music videos, I was always fascinated by just what they were like wearing and how they were rocking it. Um, also, I was a big fan of like Missy Elliott because she was like one of the first females you kind of saw doing the whole tracksuit yeah. and chunky like men's trainers, men's in quotation marks. Yeah. Um, so I've always been interested from that aspect. And then also when I was younger, I was playing basketball. So that's why um, I'm like a really big Jordan fan because okay. it's in like the Jordan Air Jordan brand because I just grew up just watching kind of them play in the shoes and also it's like the squeak that you hear of a soul on a yes. basketball court nothing compares to that <laughs> have you ever seen have you seen videos where they've like taken the squeak out of or have you ever watched like mm -hmm. a basketball game on mute it's like the weirdest thing in the world like not hearing <laughs> yeah. that squeak it like completely yeah. changes the whole like experience of watching a game yeah definitely um but yes that's how i got into um trainers so what were some of the stuff, obviously you mentioned there that you had a big kind of inspiration with 90s hip hop and things like this. What was like the the, sh the first shoe that you can remember? Again, I'm diving really, uh, you said it was a difficult question. I'm probably making it even more challenging of kind of that first memorable <laughs> trainer. But uh, what were some of the shoes that you were picking up when you first started getting into it? Um, I was really into Nike Dunk Highs, which is funny okay. because now I'm a way bigger fan of Lowe's. Um, but yeah, and also okay. the Nike IDs, I didn't used to, like I was, I was quite young, so I didn't used to be able to afford um, shoes and stuff. But I would always, like even now if you go back on my Facebook, I'd always Nike ID uh, yes. the dunks. We're big fans of Nike ID on here. <laughs> big fans of Nike ID. So underutilized. Yeah, definitely. It's like even just in terms of seeing just the possibilities that there could be, um, even if you don't like end up processing and making mm. the shoe. It's just, it's such a cool concept. Um, 
but I would say the the two trainers that kind of stand out to me that I actually that made me want to start chasing uh, and collecting, which ironically I don't own either of them, <laughs> is the Air Max One Milano and um, the okay. Air Max One FB Easy. Okay, so I like the fact that, you, like you said, you, you don't you don't own them, but I like the fact that you can pull out specific shoes. Like a lot of people, it might be like, oh, I've had a big say. Uh, introduction to Air Max or whatever, but the fact that you can still pluck out those two kind of very specific shoes. And you said you started playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, w- were you able to have like uh, uh, pairs that you would rock on the court and then obviously stuff? Or, or was it like, I-, I know for me when I was younger, like the pairs that I had were like, they were my PE shoes, they were my trainers, they were my football boots, they were everything. Like, w- w- what about yourself? Yeah, exactly the same. I think I had like plimsolls if I was lucky. Um, I mean, if you want to like throw it all the way back, like school shoes from okay. Shoe Zone, used to play in it, like just <laughs> or a hand me downs from my, my oldest is from my cousins. Um, yeah. But it, when I was younger, I can't really remember. Like, I wouldn't say I even had trainers. I just kind of had normal, um, like either plimsolls or yeah. sandals. Um, but it's, mm. it's funny because people assume that I'm not really like, a girly girl but I'm also like I had loads of high heel like little shoes when I was younger yeah um which always <laughs> spins people's head a bit but even <laughs> now it's like I just prefer I enjoy having a choice <laughs> but uh, I, I mean we had a little look through your Instagram kind of uh beforehand and you can see that in kind of like a lot of your style like there'll be some pictures that you post on Instagram where it's kind of like you rocking a pair of Jordans and like you said some like maybe trackies or something like that and then there'll be also you wearing like a pair of dunks with like a dress or, or something mm. like you, you you mix I, I think a lot of people have the kind of con- the, the the preconceived image that if you're a female in sneakers then you're constantly like dressing like a quote-unquote boy but yeah. um but it, it, like I said it's it's just it's all uh your own kind of style and inspiration and, and things like mm-hmm. this which kind of leads us on nicely to uh normally I'm awful with my segues but the fact that I've actually <laughs> recognized my segue probably <laughs> makes it shit but uh, obviously one of the big things we're here to yeah, talk to you about Sandy I did ruin it I'm sorry um one of the big things we're we're here to talk to you about is obviously herstory and sneakers so uh, I, I'm asking lots of very open general questions to start but for any listeners that maybe don't know what herstory and sneakers is do you mind giving them a little bit of an idea as to what the the page is and uh, you just tell them a little bit about it yeah, of course. Um, so Her Story and Sneakers, I created it just as a platform basically for sneaker collectors, females, um, to tell their story, their own personal story. And hopefully by doing that, they can inspire um, and educate. So females in general um, seem to face like a lot of issues that are specific to the fact that they are women in the industry um, and that, or they are women just in the community. So I wanted to kind of highlight that issue, but also showcase why that needs to stop. Because, for example, women often criticised in the sneaker community for the lack of knowledge. But hopefully by showcasing a lot of females that have the knowledge as well as the collection, um, or even they might not even have the collection because you don't always need to have loads of shoes to be knowledgeable about it. By putting them kind of on a platform, it allows people to get inspired and also educate themselves as to why we need to kind of eradicate the division no 100 i agree i think we actually to, to quote um guest from last week rich from the sneaker fiend club he was saying about how um you don't have to own a shoe to appreciate it like you can just 
you can either live vicariously through friends mm-hmm. or you can kind of just research and know the ins and outs um, yeah, of various shoes. So actually, I, um, well, segueing back to what okay. I said previously, um, I think that a part of me doesn't want to own an FB Yeezy and a part of me doesn't want to own a Milano because it's like the, the, the place in my heart that that has for kind of igniting this whole journey that kind of led me to make my own shoe. It's like I don't, I like the idea of it. I like what it meant to me at the time. I don't know if having it in person and having it in hand, it would feel the same. Because it's I, like, I like then, then it's like, I've got it. So so what do I do now? Yeah. Well, you see I that got, a lot. Yeah. You see that a lot with like the um, the whole grail talk, isn't it? I feel like mm-hmm. I've, all I've heard at the minute mm-hmm. is people talk about grails, especially with like Air Max Day and things like this and kind of all the people that expect a, a big grail to come out of Air Max Day. But um like, I think what you, that's kind of what you're describing, aren't they? When people think of their kind of quote-unquote holy grail, it's something mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know it's there, but you're never really going to attain it. And um, I think it, it sounds like, obviously I'm not putting words in your mouth, but it sounds almost like those shoes are, mm-hmm. are on those kind of levels for you. The, the idea of the shoe and the uh, kind of what it represents is much better than actually having the shoe itself. Yeah. But um, uh, you, you mentioned there that obviously the reason for Herstory and Sneakers is like I said, to give a platform to, to women to, to showcase their knowledge and to showcase um, uh, kind of what they do. What was the, the moment that made you go, right, I need to do this now? Is there like one particular moment or is it, is it kind of a series of events, a series of events, sorry, that you saw throughout the sneaker community that it's probably a loaded question, but you kind of get the gist. Um, it's definitely a series of events because I can't even now, like when I think about it, I can't pinpoint one exact thing that made that sparked the idea in me. Um, but obviously being a female in the industry, in the community, um, I've kind of, I've faced certain issues here and there that have just, they've stuck with me. So for example, going into consignment stores, I noticed that I was being treated differently compared to, um, other people like for example my male friends um that I was going in there with in terms of just how I was being greeted and stuff all the interactions that I was having and then also like trying to buy a shoe um on resale if I was having the messages with those sellers or my male friends are having the messages with the sellers like the conversation would be totally different the prices would be totally different so just little things like this over time um equated with the fact that during lockdown I was seeing a lot of people's posts it was a lot of people trying to speak for women um without allowing the women to actually tell the stories themselves and it was also just a case of not seeing the right women being posted like even in black the whole black lives matter um you know moment of time in 2020 there wasn't really a lot of black women even being posted but there were a lot of people talking about it um and also just the lack of women in color uh, women of color in general being posted and being put as the faces um, of certain campaigns or even just in on, on being reposted on certain platforms it's like all these things just led me to be like okay if somebody isn't doing this I have the access to these people because I'm lucky enough to call them my friends that I will just give them a platform and put them on it no, instead I, of I, just waiting around for somebody else to do it because yeah. we're getting to the point where it's like I'd been probably I'd say I've been deep in the community for like two and a half to three years like in that time I haven't yes there has been progress um but 
it's like that you to we take a few steps forward and like one giant leap back. So it's like I haven't really seen that where the progress should be. So mm. we can't just keep waiting for people to do something. Like I was just like, cool, I'll just do it myself. Yeah, mm. I take I take the take the challenge on myself. I like that. Me and Matt were talking just like before we were we were talking about you know we listen obviously listened to your um trying to kind of chat with um, Total Soul um yesterday. Obviously that'll be prize the weekend if you listen on Monday but we were listening obviously you know the, the one thing that always comes up and it comes up a lot is like inclusive sizing and me and Matt were there like that's fine but that's nothing really like yes that's something we all want but that's only such a small piece of everything else like you say giving people a platform and it, yes it's all right so it's giving everybody access to the same things but it's also about everything that goes on behind the scenes and all the kind of the little bits that, yeah, people can keep talking about the same thing over and over again until it happens. But one, it doesn't seem to be happening for whatever reason. And two, yeah, there's so much more to unpack there. And like I say, mm-hmm. you've explained quite a few bits already um, in, like I say, just giving people a platform to be able to show, like I say, their knowledge and not just show, oh, I'm a girl that likes shoes. Yeah. Um, and just, I- yeah. There's definitely like a lack of respect. Like, yes, obviously mm. inclusive sizing would be great, but there's no point being able to buy, to be able to buy your size in a shoe, yet other people still thinking or assuming that you actually don't know anything about it. Like, I feel like the respect needs to come first and then the whole inclusivity can come after because mm. we need a full size run, but we need a full size run, not just for females, but also for, you know, the males with smaller feet. It's like just mm. level the playing field for everybody. But males with bigger feet. I mean, I've oh, literally yeah. this 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 year has been a nightmare. And I've I've said it. I said it to a couple of people. We, you know, we we talk about inclusive size, and I, I can't remember who it was. I know I said it to Matt earlier, but now this year there's so many good like women's colorways in dunks in particular, dunk highs. There have been some fantastic colorways, the football greys and the team reds that came out. Oh, they're amazing. And there's been like loads of like Adidas pairs amazing shoes but only a women's sizing and i'm there like why it's just yeah. such a bizarre one and i mean for me I, I mean very rarely like i said i mean being a male um you know i've never really had to worry too much about shoes because they always seem to be just targeted at men for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, and now it's like hold up I, I want that and for people that are bigger like bigger sizes it, it is it's one of those where all of a sudden the scripts kind of switched and it's like actually this is what like say for women for a long time there's been nothing and now it's just like oh we're going to go in the opposite direction and we're going to give them more it's like but that's not actually what people want still yes it's good but it's not you just just make it the same for everybody and yeah just leave it there but like I say it's such a small you there's no point having that unless you've got the stuff behind it and the platform behind it and giving people like I say that kind of that respect that needs to go on it because there are people that you know get gifted pairs influencers on instagram and stuff and yeah all right they might just be gifted them and asked to promote them um but there are also some people out there that i mean sally sneakers for one um you know she's brought to my attention because of what lorenzo said like her collection is insane like the shoes that are in there is just unbelievable and like looking at your own page like some of the stuff on there there's such a diversity it's not like oh i've got dunks because i think at the moment people get a little bit 
because dunks are now a big hype thing again, especially when they see people and their collection is majority dunks, they're a bit like, oh, you only like dunks because they're popular <laughs> now. You're like, well, actually, I've had these for quite a while. But yeah, I think, like I said, just massive. There's so many people out there and they just seem to get almost drowned out for some mm-hmm. obscure reason. Um, there's no real re- like when I look at it, I'm like, I don't know why I haven't heard of this person before, but you know, their collection's amazing, you know, likes to talk to people, but yeah, it's bizarre as to why things just haven't, like I say, people aren't being given a platform. And I know that, you know, brands like Nike are doing something now, you know, Air Max Day was being hosted and there's some really mm-hmm. good conversations going on there. And I know obviously you kind of mentioned earlier your own shoe. So you've kind <laughs> of been on there and, and, uh, been discussing things but yeah no it's good that they are giving people more of an opportunity but it's it like I say it's it seems like baby steps like very very baby steps Whereas where... we need leaps and bounds really don't we yeah yeah there's no real reason not to now um i mean we can't deny that there's obviously an image that works for example on social media like there is you know everyone loves to talk about the famous algorithm there are ways you know you can <laughs> manipulate it you can post certain pictures to get certain engagement or to get certain reposts from certain people Mm. but it's like even back to what you were saying in regards to um people being gifted pairs it's like we need to start holding people accountable like okay but i want everybody to obviously achieve whatever they have set out to do like i would be happy for everybody in the world to get free pairs but unfortunately there is no change is going to happen if you if the people that are being gifted pairs and the people that are keep being reposted and being pushed forward for campaigns etc aren't the women that have the knowledge behind it because what's happening is that brands are using these females which to be honest you could also question are they doing it because they know it's sparking controversy because everybody it's 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 there it's visible to everyone and they know it happens so we Mm. have to take that into consideration too um so but if brands keep using these people they're promoting the stereotype and then the, yeah. the males that everybody that the females and the women have an issue with who are attacking them for literally no reason they're going to continue to then think okay these females don't have any knowledge and then so that stereotype is going to continue to be pe- um, perpetuated it's like mm-hmm. we need cycle. to make sure yes yeah, literally a vicious cycle it's like we need to try and get brands to take a look at the girls that aren't quite there yet on social media but in terms of what they don't show online, they have everything and, the, and their knowledge yeah. and their collection, like it'll blow everybody out of the water. But they're just <clears throat> not in it for the social media aspect of it. And that's, no. the, and that's the problem. It's like collecting or being a sneakerhead or being a sneaker enthusiast. It, sh- it shouldn't be based on what you have online. But unfortunately, everyone's just taking it as gospel like this. OK, this is this person's collection. This is this person's collection. Yeah. Like no one's mm-hmm. trying to really have the conversations with these sneakerheads um or these women to actually see what they can what they can offer or why they're mm. why they're even interested in it like you said if i was just posting dunks everyone would assume oh you just got dunks this year or you just got dunks from 2020 it's like yeah. you know en- this en- is engage what... and interact and then you'll be able to learn because we were saying this we said this on a previous episode um i can't remember which pair it was but we said about dunks and you know they're becoming like dunk highs becoming or like harder to get and we're like we're, you know they don't resell for anything so why are they becoming harder to get and i think i made the point at the time that you know they they're going out to these the social media kind of influencers but they're going out to the ones that uh, 
I, I mean, I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it, but the ones that, like I say, might not, aren't really shoe collectors, but, you know, they, they like fashion and stuff like this. Um, and they'll be the ones that kind of are constantly targeted, like, say, by specific brands. And they get given shoes and then, you know, their followers will see them wearing them and be like, I really want that shoe. And, you know, for them, that's marketing accomplished because what mm -hmm. they've done is they've made people want to go to their site to purchase this shoe because of this person. However, that's they're going for the mass market rather than looking at, like, say, the people that actually probably have more knowledge on it. Um, and yes, like I say, for them, job accomplished. They've they've done their marketing. Mm -hmm. They kind of got their promotion. But the people that, like I say, don't have that big following because um, there are people out there that have you know only a couple hundred followers and they're some of the best pages i follow um because th what they post is just phenomenal and you know eventually it will catch up and they will kind of mm -hmm. you know people will discover them and kind of yeah explode but it's you know people have thousands upon thousands of followers and they just assume oh you know this is it and I mean, people can buy followers. I mean, it's not exactly like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have to be an org it doesn't have to be an organic thing. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a from a brand's point of view. I get why they do it. I mean, coming from a marketing background is the top thing I would have done. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like say, you want especially in shoes. Especially it doesn't promote days. healthy growth, does it? It doesn't promote yeah, healthy no. growth because no. you are, like you said, you're fueling the machine rather than it's anything else. Yeah, it's a yeah. short term view. And it's like everyone wants to talk about sneaker culture and that um, people are stealing the culture and stuff. But it's like we're not protecting the culture because if you were protecting it, you would want all of these women who are passionate and have and want to, you know, they're into it for all the right reasons. You're not protecting them. You're helping these influencers that have nothing to do with being sneakerheads, which is, I'm not saying that only sneakers can buy trainers. Of by course, all means. of course. Um, but you're kind of you're um propelling them to be the faces for these brands um and then that's why kind of the culture is being targeted like that's why it's being mm. pushed yeah. forward to the mainstream because we're not protecting mm. it ourselves we're not trying to keep it within the people that it deserves to be in so it's like either have no problems with sneaker culture and accept that we have led it to where it is today mm. or try and actually make a change because um, obviously on her story in sneakers, I had her, um, her max week. So you literally, I was that was going to be my next question. So <laughs> go for it. Talk so, to us about I was, that. <laughs> um, so I decided to do interviews um, with different Air Max collectors um, or just Air Max enthusiasts because Lala doesn't want to be put in the Air Max box. So I, I won't do <laughs> that to the queen. Um I decided I'd post an interview with one um, each day and then also the female masters of air. Yeah. And one thing that I learned from doing that is that what we see as being the community or the sneaker culture in the UK isn't the same as where it is overseas. It seems like there's way more division between males and females in the game in, in the UK than it is um, abroad. Mm. And I don't know why that is. That's really interesting. But yeah, but knowing that, it's like, okay, we need to try and fix it because why Why is the only an issue here? Because they were saying, like, in Europe, they hadn't experienced any issues. Um, and, and even actually myself, like, when I've been at camps and stuff, I haven't experienced any problems being a female. Um, but I don't know if that's because maybe I was with, like, a group of male friends or something. So I, I can't 
mm. I can't um, generalize kind of other women's experience in that aspect. But see, I, there was you mentioned something earlier about like going into consignment stores, and I remember I went into it, it must have been what, a couple of years ago. Went into a consignment store first time I've been in there. Um, and I went with my mate and I mean, I was, I can't remember what I was wearing. I wasn't wearing anything majorly hyped. I think I was just wearing a pair of ZX and my mate was there in the off-white hollow dunks, um, the blazers. And, um, he, he, you know, he's got ridiculous collection, absolutely mental, doesn't even have Instagram. So people wouldn't even know he's there. And like I say, walking down the street day to day, you wouldn't have a clue. Went in there into this consignment store and I was looking it was actually the pair that I'm wearing at the moment, the um, SB Jordan 1 um, collab that they did. And I was looking for a pair and they hadn't released yet. And I went up to this girl and I said, what's the, what's the, what's the price on this shoe? And she said, oh, it's about 400 quid. And I was like, I have a day off. Because this is before like SBs had be- like <laughs> gone hype again. So I was like, no way are these 400 quid. And then there was this girl, we were both looking at the same kind of shoes. And she went up and she went to... Well, she went to the same, was it the same girl? Yeah, same girl. And she went up and the girl said, she's asked, you know, what's the price of them? And she gave a different price. And I was mm-hmm. there, like, I can't remember which one of our prices was lower and higher, but I was like, why is one price higher than the other? Like, it's not exactly as if I've been in there an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, we went back into that store on our way back um, to the tube station and my mate went in and he went and asked about the same pair of shoes because he was very tempted to buy them. And they gave him another price. And his was really his was really high. And I was there like, hold up. Now I'm we spotted really the off-white blazers and they bumped him up this a little bit. <laughs> is, uh, but the thing is, we we were talking about this on the way back to the tube. We were like, is it because like I'm just hearing a pair of like random kind of Adidas ZX, nothing big, whatever. You're wearing something that is costing a fair bit of money. Is that the reason? It, you know, is the reason they gave the other price to the girl because she's a girl? why is it and by the sound of it you know while we were there just kind of like oh you know it, i can't be that surely um mm. well, maybe we're wrong uh, that, yeah. uh, that opens up a whole other question that i actually had um here for you sandy um and mm-hmm. i don't want to put you on the put on, t- put you on the spot too much um i think a lot of people it's very i, I think a lot of people that um can sometimes feel a little bit almost oblivious to some of the problems that women have within the um, uh, within the industry, especially like I mean Scott giving giving us a prime example there, like for, for maybe someone like us that wouldn't necessarily that that don't have any sort of prejudice towards women or anything like that. Not saying that the person at that consignment store did, but um, sometimes it's very easy for especially men to say, "Well, I don't see a problem. I don't treat women differently, so there isn't a problem." What are some maybe more the, the more kind of like subtle challenges that women see within the sneaker industry that maybe um, men wouldn't necessarily see as a kind of a, a challenge? If that question makes any sense. Um, well, for example, I think guys think that obviously it's women can gain like a quicker following, um, which they can. We can expose our bodies and stuff like that if we want to grow faster on social media. That's just fact. But I would say that the flip side of that is why why should I have to do that to grow quickly? Like, why can't I just post my collection the same way that you do and grow at the same speed? Like, why does it have to be a toss up between I either want to gain a mass amount of followers and I have to be half naked or take pictures that can, you know, be sexualized by men 
um, or I and not be respected for my knowledge um, yeah. or my love or my passion in the game. Um, compared with, I either post the same pictures as certain guys do who also grow very fast, um, posting, you know, just normal outfit, being fully clothed, posting their trainers. Um, so I, if I was doing that and then I only could have like what a, whole, a small handful of followers but I would be respected by each one like I would say stuff like that is where guys aren't seeing what the issue is because not every woman wants to do that like some yeah. just actually just want to get by doing the same as you like yeah, we don't yeah. want to be not seen as that, any different there's no reason why you couldn't take pictures like I say in kind of lesser clothing say and still not be respected for the knowledge that you have of that shoe that could just be the way that you choose to dress yeah you know just because you want to walk around in a a strappy top doesn't mean that you know any more any less than but again like you say there's almost that assumption that Mm -hmm. oh right she's got all these followers because of this well actually maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't who knows what it's not anybody's place to say yeah 100 (laughs) percent Well, um, obviously, we, we've been talking a lot about kind of women showcasing their knowledge and their understanding of of trainers and sneakers. And I know, obviously, for yourself with her story in, in sneakers at the minute, you mentioned there about the blog. Um, for anyone that hasn't gone over and checked, obviously, we'll do kind of things at the end. Um, so where, where you guys can find um, Sandy and her story and things like this. If you haven't gone and checked the blog out already, please make sure that you do. Um obviously all of the air max stuff was absolutely uh, amazing and i think i was messaging Mm -hmm. you the other day saying i went through and read them all and like you said it was eye-opening that like i openly say uh, even though i'm I'm doing this podcast i'm not the huge i don't have the hugest amount of knowledge when it comes to shoes that i've only really been into the exclusive stuff for Mm -hmm. maybe a few years but there's all these amazing people that you were showcasing that had been years and years worth of collecting and years and years worth of amazing experience it was really cool for for me to get educated but um tell the listeners a little bit more about what you are planning to do in the future like at the minute you have the blog but what are you planning on bringing out in future weeks, months, however long, um, to kind of expand your your content? Um, so depending on how Boris feels when he wakes up uh, every morning, <laughs> I shall be doing a podcast. Um, so that'll be coming. That was actually supposed to have launched last year, but obviously because of the pandemic and stuff, um, just keeping that on ice. Um, and hopefully we should be having more YouTube videos coming out very soon. Um, if you currently go on the YouTube channel, which is Her Story and Sneakers, there's just a short trailer um, of why the platform needs to exist. Um, but there should, <laughs> there'll be more videos on there as well. Fantastic. Cool. Amazing. But I, I do want to say, I mean, we've we've touched on this uh, kind of we've both of us, I think me both on Sunday, have kind of both mentioned you do have your own shoe, but we haven't got into how this came about, right? It's we both kind of said it and then it just skirted around it. How did it come about you getting your own Nike shoe? Um, well, basically, I'm just amazing and Nike saw me know. Say it with so... confidence and everyone will believe it. It's like, you know what? Yes. Nike, they personally headhunted me. Like, I'm an amazing designer. Leave it there. That's it. Yeah. Leave it yeah, that's there. It. That's move mic on. drop. <laughs> um, so, Nike by you workshop um they do different cities every year they give people an opportunity to kind of co-create and and make a shoe so they did one in london last year um they initially opened the applications uh pre-pandemic and pre-lockdown and then they rapidly closed it and i was actually really upset which is the funny thing i dm'd them 
they didn't even read my message but i dm them like oh my god when are you reopening because i thought the deadline was like <laughs> two weeks later and they just felt it really <laughs> early um but thankfully like after a couple of months they reopened it so i just applied on an application form i think it was like what um basically what's your story like what's your message what do you why do you want to create a shoe um or what would you portray like through your through the shoe yeah so i did that i sent it off i didn't really think about it i was in the car with my friend like i want to say a few weeks later i can't remember exactly when um and i just got an email saying that i'd been selected and i was like oh my god (laughs) i'm getting a collab um (laughs) my dreams come true (laughs) yeah literally I didn't know what to expect because, I mean, I was thinking, like, we'll be going into the offices and get to, you know, look at materials yeah. and stuff. But unfortunately, because of lockdown, it was all kind of via Zoom um, and via kind of online. It was basically how you Nike ID issue. Yeah. Um, mm. That kind of same process. And then, decide, like, we got to design the web page. And that, now, actually, when I reflect, it's really cool that Nike kind of got us to do our own promo content. Mm. Yeah. Um, just because it yeah. kind of forced you to develop on your story, I guess. Um, I think it obviously mm. would have been very easy that they just take your story and they can make whatever they want from it. But there's something like, obviously, it's a lot more authentic, it's a lot more um, true to you. Yeah, when mm. you get to do it yourself. Um, so, yeah, that was that was how that happened. See, I, I didn't know you got to, like, do your own, like, promo and stuff for all that. I didn't realise that was that was all you, because that's... Yeah, I remember looking through them at the time and I thought they were all kind of like, you know, all a bit different. They weren't all kind of mm-hmm. like, say, cookie cutter, so to speak. But I, I know that sometimes, yeah, brands will, they'll do that anyway. They'll try and, or oh, we can't have them all the same because, you know, they, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I, you know, I wish they'd made a bigger deal out of that than what they had. Cause yeah, I think that would have been, yeah, I did, I completely didn't realize that, but that's amazing. And like I say, that's, that's the type of thing you'd, I'd want to see more of. I'd want to see them, like say, giving people the opportunity to, yeah, just have a go and yeah, do all that type of thing. That'd be, yeah, that's amazing. It gets people to express themselves, doesn't it? It gets you guys yeah. as mm-hmm. designers to get your personality across. Yeah, you you can put your personality across on on what the shoe meant to you and what the inspiration was, and like you said, you can maybe because they they were all based on obviously it was unseen London, wasn't it? I think it was the actual yep. uh, mm. the actual project, so it enabled you to. I suppose maybe if, if I can imagine a lot of people maybe took inspiration from areas of London that they've been to, it allowed you to maybe go visit those places for things like promo mm-hmm. shots and you're able to really kind of make it your own. Talk to the listeners. Obviously, this shoe has already kind of been and gone on sale, hasn't it? It was kind of last October, I want to say. Uh, it was last August because I was August. in, um, my shoe was in Night Town on Sneakers Day, hey. which is just iconic. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. well, tell the listeners about the inspiration behind your shoe if they didn't already know that this was a thing. Um, so as you mentioned, so this it was kind of what is unseen London to you. Um, so to me, obviously, it's like London is known as being quite dark, quite dull. You know, we have the famous London weather. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, because I, w- I didn't, I wasn't born in London. I uh, grew up up north. So whenever I would travel, it's like yeah, I would see. I don't know, maybe it's the countryside in me. But it's like maybe I would see buildings and stuff, but I'd also see a lot of greenery, a lot of nature. Like one of my favorite things to do in London is go and visit like where there is um, a lot of greenery. Um, So that was kind of my inspiration. So from there, um, that to me was Unseen London, was the the vivid, the vibrancy of it. So from that, I chose that I would um, do the 95 silhouette because we had a choice between the 90 or the 95. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, obviously, being a London shoe, I had to do a one ten. I couldn't yep. disrespect the culture. Um, <laughs> so I kind of I took the nature side of it, and then I thought, okay, so even myself, I haven't been born in London, but it's like everybody comes to this city, and I feel like in one way or another, you're not who you were when you came here. So we all kind of mimic the nature that is surrounding the city by going through our own kind of transformation internally, yeah. um, which is ironic because even whilst I was doing the shoe, it's like I was going through a transformation period. Like as you were saying, it was forcing me to be creative. Yeah, um, It was kind of, I've never really, before that, I'd never considered myself a creative. Like, yes, I thought I had ideas and stuff, but I've never really had the talent to do anything more from yeah. with them. So I was kind of going through the process myself. Um, and so the tones like on the 95, I've used kind of, it's um, like a, what's the word? Ombre. It kind oh, okay. of ombre yeah, yeah, yeah. as to how like you transition internally. That's how, to mimic that. And then on the sole, um, just the classic 95 sole, it kind of has the lines and the inside, yeah. but because it, it's green, it looks like a leaf. Um, ah. And then the main focus point of the shoe is the heel tabs. Because when you put them together, it says revolt. Um, and okay. that was because obviously we were in the midst of Black Lives Matter. There was loads of other protests going on um, yeah. in that time as well. So I just kind of wanted to celebrate the fact that London is kind of a progressive city. It's a city where people are, people are very willing to go out and speak for what they believe is true. Yep. And I feel like people are also encouraged by that. Although recent politics in terms of legislations that they're trying to pass might contradict that. However, people have, again, been mm -hmm. protesting, they've been revolting, they've been vocal. And I just wanted to pay an ode to that. And I wanted people, like, I wanted people when they saw my shoe, I wanted it to have a message for anybody that saw it on foot on somebody else. And I also wanted it to continue to have a message to the person wearing it. So it's like, if you see that to put on that day, it's like, I want you to know that you can stand up for whatever you believe is right whilst you're wearing that shoe. And that is encouraged. It's a, it's a fantastic message. Um, <laughs> that it, it, it's, it's cool to hear from the people designing these shoes as well, because you can really understand more of what it is that you wanted to, to kind of gain from that shoe. And um, I was having a little kind of reread over some of the materials last night in preparation from this and uh, one of the things I love to see again kind of bringing this full circle back to obviously herstory and sneakers and, and things like this um, there were there were 20 individuals weren't there that were selected for this 12 of which were female so it's obviously mm -hmm. fantastic there to try and promote a lot of these um, women to, to, to design these shoes but a lot of them are now moving on to amazing things which is which mm -hmm. is great as well obviously yourself moving on with herstory and sneakers and inspiring with that um, obviously tt finley had her own shoe and not being funny this morning i was just watching her doing a video on foot patrol um kind of talking about her collection um you had last week with the sneakers live as captures she had her own shoe mm -hmm. um so all of these women that were kind of involved in this project are now moving on to other things which is fantastic um but yeah we obviously need to see more and more of this stuff yeah kind of definitely and forward. also um like as i was saying we actually create our own promo material and how I always have the ideas and no talent. It's like <laughs> um, the, the promo material for my shoe was made by women. If it wasn't made by me and it was only um, the GTA picture, the loading screen yeah. that was done by um, Big Way Tate. Everything else was done by a female creative that I'd met. Um, well, female creative slash sneakerhead that I met yeah. through 
the community. So it was like, I wanted, I've, I've been wanting to showcase that there are women in this scene that can do amazing <laughs> things. Like, just pay attention. Yeah. Well, mm. I, 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 I love that as well. And again, you, you don't hear all of that stuff from just mm. the the kind of, like you said, the, the stuff that ends up on the website. It's cool to see that with all of this journey, you've been uh, kind of pushing this amazing agenda. So uh, we, like I said, mm. we, we're excited to see everything kind of, skyrocket and uh kind of shoot forwards kind of with, with everything you. with history and sneakers and things like this um i think on that scott unless you've got any other questions i think probably time for us to move on to shoes rounds right over to me for this week's news so in our weekly news section shoes rounds um there's only one kind of big news story to talk about this week um and I think it's the one that's been everywhere, um, but we we felt like we had to talk about it. And that is the little Nas X times mischief. Satan shoe. As it is being dubbed. Oh, there's been a lot going around about this shoe. A lot going around about this shoe. Um, for anybody that isn't aware, um, a shoe was released last week by the brand Mischief um, in collaboration with Lil Nas X. It was a Air Max 97, um, all black pentagram hang tag um, with Luke 1018, um, a Bible verse talking about Satan himself. And also, I think the most controversial piece of this shoe, the soul, the air bubble was filled with, and I, I get this correct because I, I, I've been speaking to a few people about this. It's not all blood. It is a drop of blood mixed with ink and water that was put in the sole of this shoe. And there's there's a lot of people, obviously there's been a lot of controversy surrounding this. And as of now, Nike put in a few lawsuits, um, one talking about the structural integrity of the shoe being compromised, um, one s- stating that they've kind of discredited the Nike brand by um, aligning it with Satan. Um, and as of literally um, yesterday, so that was Thursday, um, they put in a restraining order against the shoes being put into production. Now, Mischief have said that all of the 665 shoes have already been sent out, meaning there is one that has not, (laughs) which is, I believe, being raffled off. Yeah. Um, But this is... This is an interesting one, um, to say the least. Um, I'm not sure. I'm just going to kind of pass it over. What What does everybody think about this? Sandy, we can see you squirming, so I'll pass this over to you to give your thoughts. Uh, <laughs> I feel like thoughts. putting my, my fingers in my ears and saying, la, 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 la. don't want to <laughs> hear it. Um, I just think that people have lost their damn minds. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. I obviously I think it's it's Mark in its promo. He's released um, a new music video, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's obviously any coincidence. You know what? Like in terms of a concept, in terms of creativity and taken away from what it actually is trying to say. Um, yeah, cool idea, I guess. Um, in terms of an actual I just like 
the whole blood thing i just i don't understand I it think that's, um, a, that's one of the biggest hang-ups i think for people isn't it the, the blood has been yeah. the biggest hang-up i think obviously there's a lot of people that the, the message that this shoe is um giving off with its um design i think a lot of people don't follow that anyways because of the fact that yeah. like i said i mean the, the, the minute you mention anything religious it's obviously like that there are certain topics that you kind of and to, to quote calf um from his instagram stories the other day there are certain topics that you keep for your your own home and it's mm-hmm. like religion and politics are, are definitely um kind of in that category so i think of course this is going to push buttons for a lot of people as a collaboration i mean to to give it a little bit of perspective i suppose because i think a lot of people have just seen the sneaker side of this mm-hmm. and this is actually this is a shoe that i am so incredibly passionate about because of the overall message that it i think that sometimes hasn't been spoken about enough um so mischief themselves as an art collective they are uh, they're they're kind of known for pushing very controversial kind of stir up the world stuff obviously in 2019 they had the jesus shoe they've had loads of other different pieces of art i think they sold for god knows how many millions of dollars i think it was i think they had two very old pcs that were like absolutely filled with like the most deadly internet viruses you can possibly have so a lot of their art is very kind Mm. of um trying to speak a a wider message but i think what for me personally with this shoe i can completely and utterly appreciate why a lot of people are going to get distressed about the shoe and even maybe a little bit offended because of the like i said the blood and the religious aspect of it and things like this i think that from a lil nas x perspective if you look at this shoe as a project with the music video i think Mm. this is an incredible um message that can actually be very inspirational um if you look at this as a collective piece um like you said there sandy he released this shoe in conjunction with his newest song montero and what a lot of people maybe don't know about the song montero is it was based off of a man that lil nas x met last summer and um again not many people maybe saw the pr for this but last month he actually um posted a letter to the public to basically uh, he wrote a letter to his 14 year old self about coming out as gay mm-hmm. and um i think the letter if i can get a copy of it up here it says yeah dear 14 year old montero i wrote a song with your name in it it's about a guy i met last summer i know we promised never to come out publicly i know we promised uh, to never be that type of gay person i know we promised to die with this secret but this will open doors for so many queer people to simply exist um you see this is uh, uh, you see this uh, very uh, this is very scary for me people will be angry they'll say i'm pushing an agenda but the truth is the agenda is to make people uh, stay the fuck out of other people's lives stop dictating who they should be sending love from future lil nas x um i, I think with for, for me personally um and i have to say this piece obviously we'll, we'll talk about a business standpoint in a minute um from having a lot of people very very special to me in my life that are part of the lgbtq community i think anything that can inspire someone um in that community um i'm all for so i I can 100 appreciate why people are hating on this shoe but for me i just think that if if this shoe inspires one person to come out because of this story i'm all for it so uh i'm sorry i kind of hijacked it i've been what i've been thinking about this story (laughs) i've been thinking about the story all week because it's something that has been so mixed in the the news and it's something that i think for me is I'm very, very passionate about. So I'll, I'll chuck it back over to you guys to, to discuss it further. <laughs> no, like, I completely agree with what you're saying. And to be honest, like, 
if people could look at the blood in the soul as maybe it's just him shedding the previous kind of identity that he had to have and shedding yeah. all the kind of lies and obviously growing up with religion it's quite a people don't really like to talk about it but you're obviously you're being constrained by things that you're not quite old enough to decide whether you believe yet or not or you're not quite old enough to actually look into it and research it yourself so obviously you can look at it from the aspect of you know maybe that's what the blood represents that he's kind yeah. of shedding all that outside negativity um and obviously like rebirth but also it's like at the end of the day it is kind of like a piece of art it is just a shoe i don't think there should be a huge uproar about it besides obviously the whole brand yeah and the business side of it in terms of it's just somebody releasing a project like you said or just releasing a shoe i mean i don't think it should i don't think people should be you know pulling their own hair out over it (laughs) because alternatively it's like for example i'm not a huge fan of fear of god trainers just because i personally feel a bit weird about something with god's name being on my foot but that but i'm not going to have an uproar about it like if you if you're personally okay with doing that fine i actually kind of wish that i was because some of them are cool but it's just morally right now (laughs) in this moment of time i'm not okay with it maybe next week i will and you might see me rocking some it's (laughs) like i just think that each person has their own personal Mm -hmm. kind of thing um yeah i mean their own moral code Interestingly, that's something that I I found a lot of when working in retail, um, you know, years and years ago. I mean, they've they've made a little bit of a comeback. True religion jeans, mm-hmm. right now, everybody wanted the, those big stitch. True religions, <laughs> oh. but the amount of customers that we had that would not buy them because of the name and what they interpreted that as. That was it. And, you know, fair enough. Like I say, everybody, each to their own, you know, each has their own kind of moral code and whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's it. You follow what you want. And I think with this shoe, I mean, like I say, Matt, we're a very quick media kind of focused. Like when people look online now, people look at headlines and don't really look kind of beyond it. Mm -hmm. And I think with this, there's been, there has been a lot of build up. Like I say, there was the letter before the song was released. The music video itself. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he literally slides down a stripper pole into hell. I mean, he's not covering anything up there. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's all very strange, but I mean, mischief themselves are, they I mean, are, they're called like say, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They they are known for they're known for digging up, um, trying to kind of create this kind of um, I say hype, but controversy. And um, you know, I put out on my um, story, kind of just trying to get people's reactions to this shoe and kind of what people were saying. And one of the one of our listeners, Matt um, Matt O M T L on Instagram, um, he's he said that you know he actually working in media in america he gets a lot of press releases from Mm -hmm. you know mischief and it that's what it is they are there to try and promote themselves try and cause a bit of disruption try and get people talking about something and you know as far as mischief are concerned mission accomplished mission accomplished because that's what they've done and in in terms of little naz like before he was a singer he was he was on tiktok he was a massive kind of celebrity on these kind of platforms and he was known as basically the master of going viral like that is what he did he caused a bit of controversy and he got himself out there old town rose perfect example like 
he bought the track, like the beat for that song for $30 off some dodgy site in Amsterdam um, <laughs> and then made a song. It went mad on TikTok because of him and then, you know, gets banned from the country charts because it's not country enough. Like he knew what he was doing. And yes, yeah. he, he probably wasn't looking for the reaction that he got from the country charts, but that was just kind of people's prejudices rearing their ugly head without them even realizing it and then you know billy ray cyrus gets involved and all of a sudden it's a different ball game once again so as you do but for me i mean matt said like i said he was looking coming at it from that point of view when we were talking about it in my head it coming from a business background i immediately went to the business side of it and mm. i still i still cannot get my head around nike and the lawsuits that they're putting out at the moment i just it it struggle. I struggle with it because, like I say, one of the lawsuits was about structural integrity of the shoe. They said that's been compromised and that gives us a bad name. Well, they made the Jesus shoe in 2019, did exactly the same. They put holy water in the yeah. sole of the shoe, right? Yeah. No issues there. Drake's wearing them. All's good. Yeah, no, that's the other interesting thing. It's like you can't be you can't be okay with one and not okay with the other. Um, exactly like they it's i mean they do kind of come hand in hand with you know one yeah. or the other unfortunately it, it's just what it is but i mean you've got that then they're saying about the whole that it they're saying oh you're giving nike a bad name and associating it with um satanism now i said to matt earlier and even matt didn't know about this there is a negative 25 pairs so zero down to negative 25 of pre-release pairs of these shoes that were given out to certain people. So I think Marley Cyrus got a pair um, and a couple of like YouTubers. And one of them, Jacob Starr, um, who's a big uh, YouTuber over in America, he got a pair. And he even said when he got the shoe, it came in like, it came in this special box that came in an even bigger, almost like industrial suitcase. And the one rule that came with that shoe was, this is not a Nike shoe. That was the one rule. So, okay, well, they've openly said it's not a Nike shoe. So where's the lawsuit? And again, it, like, it's linked with Satanism. Um, 2017, Converse, which is owned by Nike, did a collaboration with Neighbourhood that had pentagrams stitched into the side of the shoe. Everybody went mad for them and was like, oh my God, look at these. Not an issue dealing with Satanism then, is it? No. And to me, it's like they obviously they put the um, the one in with Warren Lotus um, about yeah. his shoes, you know, months back. Okay, yeah, but the only thing that I see coming from this is this shoe is being talked about a lot before the lawsuits came in, and the Warren Lotuses were being talked about a lot before the lawsuits came in. It just seems to me that Nike again a bit touchy with, oh, they're doing something better than what we did. It let's kind of put a lawsuit in against it because it's just they just pick and choose. And like it say, does it open up the whole world with customs, doesn't it? it like it, customs, it, it, all of a all you know, of a sudden starts like if if I mean what happens it, then? yeah yeah I mean, I'm it, so I'm so interested. Sorry to cut you off. I'm so interested right. to know um, how if they're going to try to start regulating customs and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. If you don't kind of mess around with, for example, in this Nike example, if you don't mess around like with the swoosh stuff. I, I'm very interested to see whether yeah. kind will, of will there be regulations? Yeah, mm. like you, you can do this, mm. but you can't do that because I mean, I was talking to Scott again about this. That we, we've been speaking about this a lot. Like normally, we just kind of <laughs> ask like 
normally it's been like, oh, what are we going to talk about this week for the news? And it's like, oh, this, okay, cool. T- talk to you on Thursday, talk to you on Friday. Um, but this week has been like back and forth conversations about this one story the entire week. And um, I was saying to, to Scott, like, at the top of the show, I spoke about Lorenzo doing the these Adidas ZX for me. Like, mm-hmm. does this now mean that Adidas can throw a lawsuit at Lorenzo? Lorenzo, don't worry, it won't happen. It's well, fine. But, 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 um, he, you know, his, but like, his, where his do shoes, you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? His shoes originally, I mean, he'll openly say, like, at the moment, the majority of his shoes are Nike. Hmm. You know, he does Air Force. He does. He's done some absolutely amazing pairs. Um, and, you know, like I say, he's even said, like, he's done some pairs for OVO and, you know, their crew. And there was a big thing where people were photoshopping OVO's logo onto his shoes, saying that all oh, this is another OVO night collab. When yeah, it and it went viral. Well, uh, yeah, well, hold the phone. Like, at the, you know, why haven't Nike, why didn't Nike step in and say, and kind of get a bit funny about their name being used on something that, like, there's no consistency with anything and like I say like Sandy said at the end of the day like this shoe is it's just a piece of artwork like they call themselves an art collective and artwork is there to be expressive and whether you like it or not you know I look at some artwork and it's like Jackson Pollock paintings I mean I look at them and I see my four-year-olds doing that in my classroom like it doesn't do anything for me at all but for some people Mm. that's like oh my god I'm going to pay millions of pounds for it it's all subjective Um, and I must admit that the general reaction from the story that I put out. Some people were saying it's a bit gimmicky. Some people, I think the, the general thing was that the blood was a step too far. Um, mm. I think that's the one thing. And I will say, I, I explained to a few people, they weren't going around just kind of like taking people's blood without them knowing, you know, they weren't just kind of, you know, walking up to people and be like, yoink and dashing off. These people were, it was from people that, <laughs> yeah. is that. Is that the sound <laughs> effect we're going with? <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Run. But no, it, it, the thing is, I think it, from what I gather, the, the blood was used from people that worked for Mischief. They donated a drop of their blood. And obviously there's been the whole thing um, with a few night collaborators kind of getting involved. Um, there's in particular people with Warren Lotus and Jeff Staple saying mm. that they might have donated a bit of theirs. Um, maybe it's <laughs> just a bit of an FU to Nike, but there we go. Um, but yeah, I think the blood seems to be a step too far for most people, but... Like I say, from a business point of view, I don't, I get why Mischief and Naz have done this. I completely get why, because it's all people have been talking about for a whole week now. Like, mm. as far as they're concerned, marketing wise, mission accomplished once again. Um, but I, yeah, for me, this is just, it's, it's weird. I get the message behind it. Would I want to walk around with that shoe? No, not in the slightest. I think um, it raises an interesting, like, it's just it's it's it's, it's interesting aspect of consumerism because it's like people are acting mm. like you're being forced to like this shoe and you're being forced yeah. to to want to kind of acquire it. Like I don't know mm. about you, but in this day and age when there's so many kicks coming out every every week, it seems it's like I get happy when I don't like the shoe. Thank yeah. God Save I don't have account. to try and acquire <laughs> this. I don't have to go through the stress of finding ruffles. I don't have to, you know, pay yeah. mm. <laughs> pay for it. Like. I just it's interesting mm. that everyone is so tied up with the fact that they'd hate it. It's like, okay, if you hate it, mm. just move on. That's, Although yeah, I think it. obviously, like, okay, cool, we can have the conversation in regards to is it promoting kind of satanic rituals or you know, stuff like that. Of course, have the conversation. But in terms of getting so actually like worked up about it, 
Mm. It's yeah. it's art at the end of like there's yeah. some things that you just have to take for what it is. And for me, that's yeah. like comedy and art. It's like yeah. they are they're just there yeah. for entertainment and it, how it's you not, take it. It's not anything new. I mean, like Eminem, you know, he, he, the amount of times literally his album artwork is him with devil horns like there's always references rock music i mean Mm. rock music i mean look at tenacious d um you know that film like again you've got dave grohl dressed up as the devil you know there's there's so much going on and nobody really has well it's even like um, like people want to throw up like certain hand signs like that Mm. was initially the devil horns. Sorry, yeah, I mean nobody can see this. Yeah, no. <laughs> they know. What I feel like everybody knows what you mean. The universal rock, yeah, the universal <laughs> rock like yeah. symbol. Yeah, it's like everyone mm. just does things that they aren't quite educated to understand. Whereas when something is so blatantly pushed in their face, it's like now they just don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's certainly an interesting one. Um, and like I say, I, I almost wonder if it's a sign of the times a little bit as well, because uh, you know we do. I feel like we all like to complain about stuff just a little bit more these days. It's just one of them where now that we've got Twitter and Instagram, it's like, if we don't like yeah. something, we let everybody know about it. Whereas before it's like, if you don't like it, you're like, oh, I'll just turn the yeah. radio off. It was done. But there we are. There we are. This conversation could go on for a long time because there is so many rabbit holes that this kind of so shoe. much to unpack. And honestly, I've been having some great conversations with everybody. And I think I might keep doing this, actually getting people's opinions on the news stories because yeah, there's, I've had so many good conversations about this shoe with different people with so many different ideas. So, no, it's very interesting. Um, but I say that was that was the big one this week. And I think with that, we are out of news. So I'll pass it over to you, Matt, for Double Up, Double Down. Okay, so yeah, thank you very much, Scott. Uh, it is my week for Double Up, Double Down. Sandy, if you're not too sure about what this segment is, and likewise any other listeners that may be first-time listeners and have no idea what we're about to talk about, um, each week we look at some of the upcoming releases and pick a shoe that we like, aka a double up, a shoe that we dislike, aka a double down, and a shoe that we think is going to be a little bit under the radar, a sleeper pick, and have a little chat to see what our opinions and thoughts are. And like I said, it's my week this week to pick the shoes. We always like to start with a positive here on the Doubled Up podcast. So uh, starting with our um, Double Up pick for the week. And I want to apologize straight off the bat, um, Sandy, because um, we've been messaging, obviously, this morning um, <laughs> in preparation for this podcast. And my phone has been blowing up today with people messaging me like, have you seen this release? Have you seen this release? Have you seen this release? Um, and the three shoes that I had for originally prepared for my double up, double down completely went out the window as soon as this morning <laughs> happened. So I'm sorry, Sandy, for sending over some last minute changes. <laughs> but the first shoe that we're going to pick as, as our double up pick for the week is the Nike SB. There's Nike again. Damn Mike's getting involved. Um, Nike SB Dunk Low ACG in the, is it Celadon? colorway um amazing amazing looking shoe um this is the second edition of the kind of nike sb dunk um acg pairs uh, we had the original pair release last year um, i'm mm-hmm. gonna ruffle some feathers and say that uh, i actually think this pair is nicer than the original pair Same. last year yes sandy there we go see uh <laughs> yeah. again scott and i I'm, I'm like a, i'm a huge purple fan <clears throat> 
Yeah. I, I, I mean, that first pair is great, but this is, I, I don't know what it is about this, but the color blocking and everything on it, it's, this is way nicer, way, way nicer. It looks like and a dessert. I, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. I, I mean, I had, I had, I have to, I was saying, I've messaged, I, who sent me, it was Ryan that sent me these through. And I said, these are better than the original pair. He absolutely cursed me for saying that because I think people that have them really like them. But I really like this pair. Really, really like this Really, pair. really nice. Well, it, re- it, it releases on the 10th of April um at a retail price of 90 pounds um it's probably going to be next to impossible to get because i mean it's a nike sb dunk low so i mean guys and girls if you are trying to get this pair make sure you're wearing your lucky pants lucky socks have your fingers crossed toes crossed everything on release day to see if you get a pair but um, (laughs) there is there is a lot of dunks coming out again yeah i I feel like people might use this one as a substitute for the second because it's kind of got that same icy yeah. aspect. I mean, I hope they mm. didn't think. I hope they don't go for it now that I said that. <laughs> now that you've said that, I might just bleep. I might just bleep this whole section out so that nobody goes for it. Uh, whenever anyone's no. listening, it's just white noise for this entire section. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, no, I, agree. I mean, is, is this a shoe that you're going to be going for on the 10th of April? Do you reckon? Um, yeah, I'll try. I don't. It's not one that I'll chase if I don't get it. Um, mm. But yeah, I'll try. It's nice. I like it. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because you have got these, and then you've got the the wasted the wasted youth ones wasted that are coming youth, out. Yeah. They were the original double up pick, but they people, very quickly got are, removed. People are very torn on that one, though. That again, that's another one that people are like, mm, yeah, quite like that, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an odd one. I I can't decide if I feel like I'd be stupid for saying that Dunk hype is dying, but I I feel like it's one of those where. Like this is the first pair of dunks I remember that have come out, and there's quite a lot of question marks that people are just a mm. bit like, I'm not sure about these wasted youth ones. Where normally I mean, it's everyone's just like, dunk, buy it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about them too much because they're not the option anymore. But um, like in terms <laughs> of uh, like, obviously they're very Japanese inspired. Yes, by Verdi. Um, but the denim on them, I understand why denim has been used, but that's what I can't get behind. Like. Yeah. Whereas, but the insoles, I would have them just for the insoles. Yeah, the, the, rose, yes. the rose on the swoosh is lovely as well, like Very the embroidered. Cool. Oh, but cool. you are, oh, you're not a fan. I'm not oh, a no. fan. I mean, guys, <laughs> if you're going to go out and buy a denim shoe, the only denim shoe you need is the Levi's New Balance 327s. Uh, no, I mean, okay. it, it, it couldn't be an episode of the Double Up podcast without me raving about a 327. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, come on, the. You know, you've got a, there have been some good denim shoes around. The de- I mean, for example, the denim ninety fives and nineties. Yeah, like, all right, amazing. Yeah, Le- Levi's Jordan fours. All right, I'll take it back. Yeah, okay. There was also a, there was also a Levi's thirteen hundred last year as well. There was also a Levi's Nike by you that was very good. Um, yeah. Anyways, we're, we're not even talking about denim shoes. We're talking about <laughs> ACG dunks. So um, overall, it's, it's a good. I'm, I'm going to say all three of us we're happy with this as a double up pick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, in that case, we're going to go from extreme highs of everyone liking double up picks to extreme lows, and uh, this is our double down pick for the week. Scott, I almost had a little bit of deja vu when I was picking this shoe because it was only two weeks ago that I was absolutely bashing Reebok for the Margiela collaboration they had on the Reebok Club C. <laughs> and the biggest thing that I was saying is who in their right mind is going to spend £230 on a all-white or all-black Reebok Club C 
did they listen to me? No. Reebok decided they'd push the boat even further with the Margiela Times Reebok Tabby Shoe releasing on the 9th of April for £280. £280. I'll let you guys chat. One second. <laughs> um, um, I was... I expected to not like it when I heard Margiela, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. They remind, not, me, they remind me of Rifts. Yeah, yeah, very true. Do you, are you not into the like high fashion type of shoes, Balenciagas and all that type I of stuff? I am. I just think that they don't... I think that, that it's very hot. Um, half, can I say, asked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they do it very half-assed. You, can, like they you think, can say whatever you want. <laughs> I feel like they think that their, um, that their brand is going to kind of carry them and then they just don't really put in a lot of effort into their shoes. And they make everything chunky. And I actually yeah, no. like chunky shoes, but like, give me a variety, please. There's there's been some there's been some that have been quite good, and then there have been some high, like say the higher fashion ones, and like the ones that had all the hot glue over them. Was that last year, year before? Mm. That might that was that Margiela? That might have been Margiela as well, actually, because they were shit. Like they were awful. Um, and... Sometimes I don't know if they do it because again they want. This is the thing, right? It's like I don't know if brands release these stuff. This these like controversial items to either spark controversy mm. or if they genuinely like genuinely in their hearts <laughs> that to them is fashion like I, we just will never know i mean maybe i mean they'd need their head seeing too because <laughs> when 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 we when matt talked about the rebox in the previous episode i thought he was going to bring these up because these had been pictures of these had come out prior because i think yeah, kim, kardashian, kim kardashian had worn a gray pair um, and I remember seeing the the picture on the side view and thought, oh, that's quite an, actually a nice Reebok. Then saw the toes and thought, it. Those toes, like, surely they can't be comfortable to wear. It's like if a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle wanted to wear trainers. <laughs> like, yeah. it, very I just, true. I mean, I, I get it. And there is, like, there is thought behind it. Like, say, it's, you know. <laughs> There are certain cultures where you know that is that is a very fashionable and very functional shoe. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think for us, and like I say, as a fashion piece, I just don't. It might work for some people, but yeah, for me, this isn't. I've never really been into that. And like I said, the price tag. This is exactly it's exactly the same argument. Much. It's exactly the same argument as I said last time. Like if people are buying this shoe, I mean, first of all, from a design standpoint, it's kind of like a grey, scribbly kind of. It's kind of a weird colour if you really look at the shoe. And then obviously you've got the split toe as well. I mean, if you just want a really nice classic pair of Reeboks, save yourself over two hundred pounds and just mm. buy a pair of regular. Like if you wanted a pair, if you wanted that colorway of Reebok you could probably it would probably cost you less to buy a standard pair of club C's and have them customized and like and and have it of a similar kind of colorway it will cost you less than buying this shoe but um I think it's a prime example of of high fashion kind of bumping a price tag up unnecessarily it's been like what Sandra just said though like with with the amount of product that's churning out and like I said there's so much coming out like as I've said, like I'm being selective this year, and you're Don't completely out. You're completely out of the question now. But I'm being <laughs> selective, and the thing is, when you are, and I am there, like you look at what's coming out, and you think, okay, right, well, 
even if you say if you even if you were going for one pair a month you're still looking at it and saying right okay well this is the pair actually that i really want i can't imagine too many people looking at this shoe and going like that's the one that i want this month however the people that can afford this shoe probably are not the ones that are being selected so it doesn't make a difference yeah but also i think we need to have the conversation around is this shoe going to sell or is it going to what are they going to do with all the unsold stock because it's it, just, <laughs> it doesn't really look to me like it's going to be a, a hit. No. So we yeah, kind yeah, of what are those yeah. other ones doing? Are they on a landfill? Are they just sitting yeah, in a warehouse? They they're just like gonna burn them like other fashion houses have done in the past. Like we also, mm. but this is the kind of. I mean, it's ironic because we're all like sneakerheads and sneaker collectors, but consumerism is getting to a point where we just we're kind of there's too much like. We shouldn't really be having shoes coming out every week. Like, who needs this many pairs? But very, very true. At least and... if they are, they are selling out. Like, the only good thing about hype is that there is no wastage. Well, obviously, I don't know in terms of production, so yeah, don't quote mm. me on that. But in terms of like, there's no the, the those pairs are going to people. They're not so. sitting on the shelf. Yeah, well, they're not sitting on the shelf. They're not being sent to landfills like. We're talking about a shoe that unfortunately might sit on a shelf. I'm going to leave kind of lead on to our sleeper pick of the week. Now, I'm hoping this doesn't sit on a shelf because this is absolutely magnificent in my eyes. I'm using that word magnificent. I don't think I've ever used that on the podcast, but it's coming out. (laughs) I'm reaching deep into the dictionary for that one. Um, The sleeper pick for the week. I'm actually cheating, Scott, for probably the fourth consecutive time doing this as a sleeper pick because I'm not picking one shoe. I'm picking three shoes as a pack. The Adidas Ultra Boost DNA 1.0 times ZX. Now, if anyone that's listened to this podcast, you know how big Scott and I are into our ZX shoes. And um, Adidas are basically bringing out an Ultra Boost 1 um, that uh, is in the colorways of some of the OG Adidas ZX trainers. You have the uh, ZX 8000 Aqua. Um, again, all of these are kind of eight, 1989 colorways, like OG, kind of the original colorways. Um, so you've got the ZX 8000 Aqua colorway, the ZX 6000. I don't actually know what the official name of that colorway is. So someone maybe send me a message and tell me exactly what that colorway is called. Um, but yeah, the ZX 6000 OG colorway. Um, and you've also got the ZX 9000 Hydra colorway. Um, absolutely amazing like i'm not an i've never been an ultra boost fan i don't get it they look too new for me like they're too kind of futuristic i like an old school runner that's my style but these just look bloody brilliant they are coming out on the 9th of april for 160 pound each pair um but yeah i think this is something that because ultra boost hype has died no one is going to be paying attention to will probably go on the sale in six months but i just think it's uh, amazing um Sally, I know, I know you kind of looking through your Instagram, you're quite having obviously your history with Nike. Do you, mm-hmm. did you ever mess with Ultra Boost? Um, no, I had my first pair of actual trainers that I was bought was for her birthday when I was younger. I can't remember what age I was, um, but they were Adidas. I don't know what they were called, but they were just, but I have a picture of them. It's a picture of me and my old dog. Um, oh. <laughs> and they're just like, they're thin and they're white and they just have the classic bright blue three stripes. Um, but other than that, it was always superstars. 
Yes. So mm. ZXs, I never really got into them. Obviously, I appreciate these in terms of, as you were saying, like the colorways, it's kind of you're getting a retro. Um, and I love the fact that it's a pack. Like I'm such a yeah pack gang. Yeah. Obviously, it's, mm. it's annoying when you want to be pack gang and it's hype oh. because that's a lot of money and a lot of time and effort. But I like that, you know, there's the opportunity for collectors to get the pack that they didn't quite have, that weren't able to get in the past or hopefully to, you know, do it again. Yeah, a modern version. What what are we what are we going to say, guys? Uh, which one are we picking? Because I mean, I'm cheating here and picking three shoes. Are we going for the the, the blue aqua, the kind of the the six thousand, which is the kind of cream red and green, or are we going for the hydra with the blue toe? I like the hydra. Great choice. That is a classic <laughs> ZX shoe. That's one that I'm still on the hunt for from the 2019 30 years pack. Scott, what about you, hey. mate? I like all of them for different reasons because I love my Ultra Boost. I love the Ultra Boost. And uh, like I say, I love my ZX. So for me, they're all great. The one that stands out to me more than anything is the Aqua colorway. I just think it's yep. so lovely. But it I think well. actually, <laughs> the Led Zep. Um The thing is, though, I think if actually I was looking at these shoes kind of stepping away as just shoes... I think the white and EQT green one, the kind of the, the white red, um, the 6,000 kind of the color sale colorway. Yeah. I just think it's, it's just so nice. Um, it's just a really well done. I love the, like the look of the aged midsole. Um, it's just a really nice looking shoe. I mean, they're all good, but yeah, I think that one's probably, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's to be fair, it'd be, I say, I was about to say flip a coin. You can't flip a three-sided coin, but it, it would be <laughs> something like that. Like if that. anyone if anyone can find a three-sided <laughs> coin, Scott, he needs, he needs one ready for the 9th of April. But, <laughs> but uh, I, 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 I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to side with, with Sandy on this one. I'm going for that Hydra colorway. Um, it's nice. Uh, it, I think it works the best on an Ultra Boost. It's the perfect kind of combination of obviously the sail midsole on the Boost. Um, Sadly, you... though, it's that price point again. Oh, it's still yeah. got that quite high ultra boost price point, and I think this is one thing that makes Dunks so kind of sought after. Eighty ninety quid. No. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong for that. No, yeah, you, you, I mean, well, the some, problem is you can't you can buy them for that price. <laughs> yeah, well, there is you're that. not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but they're probably about equal. I, some I've, of them. I've had one SB win in what a year and a half now. So yeah, good. don't complain because that was a bloody big SB win. Like we're talking street hawkers here, so we're not talking like yeah. you've won. Yeah, we go. We're, we're <laughs> sounding. But um, right. I, I'm going to throw it out there then. Double up, double down. We're in agreement with all three pairs, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, I think, like I said, uh, we're going to make sure that we post these up on the Instagram uh, on kind of in the morning when this uh, episode drops. So if you're listening to this episode already, then you can go check out the pictures and and let us know in the comments which one you would pick or, or whether you agree with us whether you don't agree with us and, and let us know as well if there are any shoes um that are coming out this week that you would have picked as your double up double down or, or sleeper pick instead but um sandy it's been absolutely amazing having you um with us for for the podcast today um we, we're not quite done with you yet <laughs> there is there is one more trial that uh, you have to face and that trial okay. is our new guest uh feature the rotation game. Okay, so 
Sandy, the rotation game. For those of you that are listening, uh, and obviously Sandy yourself as well, uh, we had an old guest segment that we called the Sneaker Wheel. The idea there is that we had a selection of games that you would face and they were selected at random um, on the actual day. Last week, we decided to switch things up and we've scrapped the Sneaker Wheel and we've stuck with this game called the rotation game. And I want to say thank you very much for everyone that um, gave us the, the positive feedback that they liked the change. And also thank you for everyone that voted for their shoes um, uh, kind of on, on our um, Instagram stories and things like this. Sandy, the uh, the purpose of this game is prior to recording, I've done a deep dive on your Instagram <laughs> and I have picked out 10 shoes that you own, have owned or have posted um, over the last however long. And what we've done is I've okay. taken those 10 shoes and put them into five 1v1 battles. You have to tell me which shoe I you are picking. Um, you have to tell me which shoe you are picking uh, to build a five-day rotation. Are you okay with that? Yeah, perfect. Fantastic. Well, seeing as we are off the back of um, Air Max week or Air Max day, and obviously everything amazing that you guys uh, you, you did with um, Herstory and Sneakers with uh, Hair Max uh, Day. I keep pronouncing that wrong. I'm really sorry. For some reason, because it's air, I keep wanting to say hair. It just <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. Hair Max week. <laughs> um, uh, we're sticking with some uh, Air Max Day related shoes here. So the two shoes that you have to pick from, the Skepta times Air Max Tailwind 5 versus the Nike Air Max Pre-Day. Oh, which one are you picking? I just want everyone to know that this is a really hard decision because <laughs> everybody knows that I am team Skepta through and through. <laughs> but obviously the pre-day, the exposed bubble, it is the creme de la creme to anybody that was mesmerized by visible air. So it has to be the pre-day. That's surprising. That's surprising. Okay. I know that, that, that was a shoe that we were kind of like, not too sure about. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. Scott and I both said we weren't 100% sold on that shoe, but I have heard people mm. since that have now had it in hand that have said about how amazing that air bubble is. So um, I think mm. that it's not not a bad first pick. Not a bad first pick. <laughs> no. Well, well that will move us on nicely to uh, the second round. Uh, and seeing as we said that you are predominantly a Nike person, I thought mm -hmm. I'd switch it up a little bit. And okay. uh, we are going for the Sean Weatherspoon Adidas Superstar, the Super Earth, mm -hmm. versus the Pata Times Mizuno Sky Medal. Which um, one are you taking? Sean Weatherspoon, because it is, I did not know that a cork <laughs> insole could be so comfortable. Oh, really? Like, oh my God, it is like walking on a cloud. <laughs> oh, don't it's say so that. It's so comfortable. I'm sorry, but that was because I was actually unsure about the shoe, like when I first got it, um, mm. because um, I didn't like I didn't know how it would fit with it being cork, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I tried it, and I was just like, yeah, like the whole fit, everything. I think it's so easy to wear; it's so versatile. Tassels on, that was or tassels an easy off. Decision. Um, I cut them just at, at the length of the before you reach the sole. Ah, uh, okay. So it's kind of like okay. a, a half tassel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, I mean, the reason why I was saying don't tell me about how comfortable they are is because I genuinely thought I, I didn't grab them at the time because I wasn't I never thought about actually cutting the tassels and I didn't like the hanging tassels. Mm -hmm. um, everyone listening to this podcast that's a regular listener will know how I just cannot wait to get my hands on the Sean Weatherspoon Adidas ZX8000 that are coming out in a couple of weeks. So mm -hmm. the whole Sean Weatherspoon Adidas collaboration, I mm -hmm. love. Um, but I was literally told yesterday 
by um, I think it was Ryan, um, previous guest of the podcast, that uh, my size is still sat on consortium. So I don't want you to tell me how comfortable they are, Sandy, because I might just buy a pair. Um, well, there's, the black, well, there's, the black um, pair there's the black pair coming as well. There is a black pair coming out as well, and I, I'm, I'm definitely going for those. So it's better to have them and to decide to return them than it is to never have had them. Oh, you are a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. she's an enabler she's an enabler <laughs> <laughs> well uh, before i get in trouble and end up buying a pair of these shoes live on the podcast um, i'm going to move on to uh, our third pick um this um particular round we are promoting women designers in sneakers so we are going for the melody asani jordan og versus the Alili May Air Jordan 1 High. I do believe it's the, the actual official colorway is Court Lux or something like that, the one that had the furry tongue and yeah. things like that. So two um, amazing women in sneakers. What are we going for? I would choose the Melodies. Um, yeah. Alili has my heart, um, but I prefer the Melodies just because of the message, like even the box, like down to the box, the paper, everything. I just feel it's a shoe that I actually feel inspired whilst I wear it. That's, I mean, that's that's always going to go through to the next. That's always going to be part if of your there, rotation, then, isn't it? If it's a yeah. shoe, yeah, it's going to be that. <laughs> it's going to be that. Yeah. Plus, I really like like the cherry. Like, I don't know if it's the lace lock or whether it just is kind of like a pendant on the laces. I can't remember exactly where it sits on the shoe, but that little cherry, I like that as a little hit with the kind of the black shoe. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I swapped mine because, um, you know, one-on-one. <laughs> so I put, <laughs> I put black cherries on mine. Oh, um, okay. But okay. yeah, so it's, like, it's like a little lace look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, keeping on the, uh, the um, kind of theme of uh, women's releases, we are going with round four, um, the Nike Dunk High in the Varsity Purple colorway, obviously women's exclusive. And I did see on your Instagram that you said this is your first pair of women's exclusive high dunks. So I don't know whether or not I'm, I, I might have made that up, but I'm pretty sure I read that in the caption. It was, it, yeah, it was the first women's exclusive colorway of a Nike dunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, but it's going up against uh, a shoe that Scott and I have said we absolutely love, the Nike oh. Dunk High Football Grey. Um, yeah, the football grey. <laughs> oh, so that think... wasn't a hard one. <laughs> um, obviously, purple is my favourite colour, as I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. But the football grey, like, it's just the colour of it. Even in the sun, like, I, I'm a big fan of, like, even in my own shoe, when you take, when you can have a shoe that looks different in the sun and out, and out of the sun. I feel yeah. like the football grey is a perfect example of that. Mm. It's a great I, looking I was, shoe. I was so jealous when that was a women's only. Like when those <laughs> when the, when all four of them came out. Yeah, I was like, well, I won Scott, that one. welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve that exactly. one, mate. You deserve exactly. that one, mate. Exactly. You deserve that one. Um, and uh, we kind of mentioned this shoe earlier, um, but the the final round, Sandy, that you have to pick between. I've decided to go with what a lot of people were arguably saying the shoe of the year for 2020 was versus what a lot of people have already crowned the potential shoe of the year for 2021. We have the off-white Air Jordan 4 in the sale colorway versus the Nike SB Dunk Low Street Hawker. Oh! You guys can't see, but my door dropped. <laughs> um, oh my god! We don't mess around with this segment. 
I'm you know what? This. Up until now, I was like, easy. Easy. <laughs> oh. Um, Big decisions. If Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'm going <laughs> to say Street Hawker. Okay, interesting. Which is, oh, I, I mean, it's just because I've actually been wearing it a lot recently, and yeah. I actually really, really like the shoe. Obviously, mm. the off-white Jordan 4, the problem with the shoe, I'm like, I'm, I'm so grateful I have it and I love it, and this is gonna stay in my collection forever. But the, the problem with that is it's a cream shoe. So, oh yeah. Like in terms of wearability, I feel a lot more comfortable wearing a street walker. It's one of these things that, like, because it's sale, it's so easy to wear. But at the same time, like Scott and I harp on about like British weather. Like you yeah. can't be, you can't be wearing sale shoes all year round. Like is, that was sale shoe in London. Like, yeah, you, can't exactly. the, you can't go on the tube in there. Jesus. Like, yeah. Do you know how many times I've literally gone for a walk in London and come home and just had a random mark at the front of my shoe? And I'm like, <laughs> what, is, what is that from? It's an, 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 if I get my words out, an unidentifiable like mark. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think that that's a that's a sign, guys, that uh, the street hawker, I said, Scott said it. When he felt when he got his pair, like that could potentially be the shoe of the year already. We shall see. We shall see. But just to kind of, fair. just to kind of uh, round up what your uh, your rotation for the week is, Sandy. Just to make sure you're happy with it, we have the Nike Air Max Pre Day, the Sean Weatherspoon Adidas Superstar in the Super Earth. We have the Melody Asani Jordan OG, the Nike Dunk High Football Grey and the Nike SB Dunk Low Street Hawker. I'm going to say that is a bloody good rotation. Like, you've got a good amount of kind of, you've got some runners in there for comfort. In there. You got, know what? Yeah. I, might, I might do that rotation next week. There we go. So, send, send us yeah. a picture of it. Send yeah, us a I'll picture. tag you. I'll tag you my exactly. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sandy, that does bring us to the end of your time on the Doubled Up podcast. So I do just want to say thank you so much mm -hmm. for uh, joining us. It's been uh, absolutely amazing. Great fun. Um, chatting with you. Yeah, so really, really appreciate you jumping on uh, with us. We're just going to round it up and I'm going to say thank you for listening to another episode of the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you liked this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you go and follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And Sandy, plug away. Where can the listeners find you? Um, you can find me on my personal Instagram, which is skg.jpeg, jpeg with an E. You can find me on Her Stories in Sneakers on Instagram and YouTube. So that's just Her Story in Sneakers on both. Um, and you can also read the Her Max Week interviews that I did with the female Air Max collectors um, and the lead up to Air Max Day on the link in my bio or just herstoryinsneakers.com. Well, thank you very much again for uh, joining us. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha